The target is scoped and locked for destruction. Take the target out. Welcome back to the episode of Tales and Tunes. I'm your host, Frankie. The track bringing us into this week's show that I have next to no goddamn information about. Uh, <laughs> this is essentially um, Ultimate Warrior had uh, a small run in WCW. I think he's he's there for a couple appearances. And uh, this is a theme that he had used. So I don't even really have official details for this thing. Um, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. But I just have Warrior theme probably composed by Jimmy Hart because he had done most of the WCW music in that era. So, um yeah, I don't know. It's a really cool piece of music. Um, and I, I just watched uh, WWE Payback uh, a few weeks ago. Was it Payback? Yeah, Payback. And, uh, you know, I kind of was digging around on the, on the WWE Network a little bit more. And uh, I, I occasionally will start digging around on there, watching the old WCW stuff, just because that was the most of the stuff I had missed out on. And uh, I remember when he was uh, making his debut, like, there was a trap door in the ring he was supposed to use. And the British Bulldog ended up, like, taking a back body drop on that thing and, like, fucked up his back. And that pretty much, like, was the nail in his career, unfortunately. But that was one of the only things I remembered about WCW and, you know, the Ultimate Warrior being there. And uh, him having a really fucking badass theme, which, not surprising. I think the Ultimate Warrior, historically, anywhere he's gone, he's had really fucking great music. So, uh, WCW, obviously, no different. Alright, so the first game we're going to get into today is uh, from a Nintendo Switch PC title, very popular game, Into the Breach. Uh, I've talked about it a little bit on the show before, 
But uh, this is another game that just has a lot of really great music on the soundtrack, so it's one of those ones I'm probably going to go back to a few more times over time. Um, And uh, I also recently just realized that this got like a physical release on the Switch, which I had no idea. So um, in the middle of tracking that down, because I don't think it's very expensive, but uh, it's it's one of those games that I really love and I'd really like to have a physical version of just because it is one of those like iconic, in my mind, like one of those iconic games that if you have a Switch, you need to play Into the Breach. Um, this is really cool, like turn-based, um, I almost want to say like a mech, but you essentially are controlling mechs. You get like different abilities the more you play it and unlock new, um, like suits and stuff. But it's one of those games that you can kind of, you can see what your, uh, opponents plan on doing with their next attack. Um, you know, and if you're going to attack somebody, it'll show you like how many tiles you could knock them back and kind of get out of their, uh, attack range, if you will. But um, it's a really cool game. If you've never played it, I uh, highly recommend checking it out, especially if you're into turn, turn-based strategy games. It's uh, one of the best ones out there. But the track we're going to listen to is titled Open a Breach, and this is composed by Ben Prunty. Right, so at the time I'm recording this show, um, this is I'm still we're still we're still in Labor Day weekend here in in the uh, current present as we're recording this. Um, so this past week, and again, like I said, by the time you're listening to this, it's a f- probably almost a month out from now. But uh, the, uh, the 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 team behind Saints Row, Red Faction, all kinds of other pretty cool games, Volition, uh, recently got shut down. And I forget who I was talking to about this because I really just fucking hate the THQ Nordic people, their Embracer group, whatever the fucking drug lords are going by these days. Like, I fucking hate these guys and the fact that these guys, like, snatched up all these really great THQ properties and, you know, like, 
kind of deep silver and i just i was nervous with the second i heard that because you know you, you just talk to these fucking guys and they like give interviews before like talking about how you know how working with developers and artistic people are it's like why are you buying game studios you stupid fucks like it's infuriating and i fucking hate them but um I felt like this is only a matter of time, though, because um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this and this next game after this one here. But, you know, Saints Row um, in 2022, I just felt was probably the death knell for the studio for a lot of different reasons. And it, in a lot of ways, I'm really bummed because, you know, they, they, they were responsible for a lot of really great games. And it fucking sucks. It sucks to see a studio that had been around for 30 years get shut down because of fucking shitty leadership. So... That blows. Uh, thank you, Volition. Not that anybody from Volition is ever going to listen to the show, I'm sure. But um, you guys made some really great games. And, you know, despite the fact that not all of them always critical successes, um, you know, uh, from what I've played of a lot of these games, they're always a lot of fun. So that's what we're here for at the end of the day, right? So um, that sucks. But uh, from one of the games that had kind of uh, put them on my map when I got back into gaming uh, from Red Faction Guerrilla. Uh, this game got very popular when it came out. Um, I actually ended up getting a copy for free because uh, when Darksiders 1 came out, um, there was like a piece of paper somewhere, I think. I wish I had kept it because it was really interesting. But when you buy your copy of Darksiders 1, you got like a, I don't know if it was like a code or something, like this mysterious code that nobody told you anything about. And uh, basically like THQ ended up sending you a free copy of Red Faction Guerrilla and like a digital art book for Darksiders, which is fucking cool. So um, I ended up getting this game for free, and I did eventually try it out, and I really liked it, and then, um, you know, had online trophies, so I didn't want to play a lot of it. Um, I don't even think I played on my account. I think I played on my brother's account, because I was like, I want to play this, but I don't want the trophy list on mine, because I'm never going to get this online shit done. So uh, from Red Faction Gorilla, though, we're going to listen to a track titled Children of Stars. This is composed by Tim Wynn. So as I had alluded to, um, their last game that they put out was Saints Row, this uh, 2022 reboot of the series. And overall, like the Saints Row games, in my opinion, were uh, really cool. But the other thing with them is I feel like they were a very time and place thing. So with them kind of going back to Saints Row and in 2022, I that in that in and of itself, in my opinion, was a poor choice because I don't think anybody was asking for another Saints Row game because those games don't get me wrong like they're funny and you know they they're they're definitely the thing with them though is they definitely have like a shelf life 
And I think once you kind of go back to that well too many times, it just it's just not what it should be. Now, the thing is with this latest outing is, you know, they got a lot of flack for trying to be more, I guess, less offensive <laughs> at the end of the day is what it was. They're just trying to make a less offensive game because they didn't give a fuck before. And it was funny. You know what I mean? Like you played Saints Row 3, 4, and it was just like this absurd over the top bullshit. And it was great. But I don't think that humor flies in 2022. And while the story and the writing itself are not that great, I feel like they still kept like that same ideal. I, 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 I'm trying to use fancy words that I don't even fucking know how to say because I'm an idiot. But like, I feel like they kept like that core idea of how a mission should play out. And when they put out like this new game, like, yeah, the writing sucked, but a lot of the missions in this game were still fucking stupid great. Like, in, this, in the beginning of the game, like, you, you open this fucking ridiculous ass, like, train sequence, and like, you're fucking shooting people everywhere, and you're fucking flying around in the air, fucking shooting things. Like, it's just fucking dumb. And it works. Like, the missions in this game are actually pretty fucking fun. <laughs> so, um,. I had purchased one of like the uh, $90 editions of the game or something because I had a bunch of like Best Buy credit at the time and they had an edition that gave the season pass. So um, historically, every time I buy a season pass, I never fucking play the stuff I get for it. So um, when Saints Row came out, it was really buggy. There's a lot of dumb shit going on in the game. A lot of, um, you know, missions would crash, saves would get corrupted, all kinds of bad stuff. So I played probably about 10 or so hours of the game and then i shelved it not because i disliked it but i was like i'm gonna wait they'll iron out the bugs and i got all this dlc that i'm <laughs> probably never gonna play otherwise coming out so um i did i they did just recently put out the last uh story expansion for the game i think a few months ago at this point now so saints row 2022 is another game i like to go back to and uh keep chipping away at that platinum trophy but um Today we're going to listen to the uh, basically the theme from Saints Row 2022, and this is composed by a serious composer, Malcolm Kirby Jr. <laughs>
All right. So on the topic of, I guess, underappreciated franchises, um, that brings me to one of my all-time favorites, Batman Beyond. And this isn't just a TV show. Like I, Batman Beyond, in my opinion, was one of the best ongoing um, comics when I started reading comics, uh, you know, back in uh, whatever fucking year that was, in 2016, 17. But um, Dan Jurgens was working on Batman Beyond at the time. And um, I think it was like 20, 24, 25 issues deep before, before I had really gotten into it. And so I, I picked up Batman Beyond and started reading, you know, like his earlier stuff with it oh my god it's so fucking good like there's so much stuff going on like in that world and it's just it's such a contrast to what you'd expect out of just regular batman since we're dealing with terry mcginnis instead of bruce wayne and um they, they do they do some fucking amazingly creative stuff with that series and it's i think it's well worth your time so you know if you want to track down and have a good time reading some batman beyond uh look for dan Jurgen's run um especially the first two volumes they're just they do some fucking crazy shit in there and it's awesome <laughs> but uh Today we're going to listen to actually to the theme song for Batman Beyond. Uh, so this is the Batman Beyond main theme composed by Christopher Carter. This next game put itself on my radar, uh, not necessarily because of like how the game looked or how the game played, but because um, Doug Conkle, the voice of uh, Geralt from The Witcher, uh, actually narrates this game. And that was like the thing to me. It was like, oh, hell yeah, they got him aboard. I'd love to listen to him tell me a fucking story. So um, this game is titled uh, Tales of Iron, and it's a side-scrolling um, RPG uh, it's got uh, some, you know, it has like that uh, salt and sanctuary type of combat. You got a shield, you got a sword, and you're bouncing around with some tough ass boss fights. And um, some of those like punishing games that, you know, you really want you to learn the mechanics. So obviously that's why I haven't played it. Um, so th- there's that. But uh, at some point I do want to sit down and check this game out. You know, a lot of people really love it. It's got a lot of very positive reviews on Steam. Um, I think it was a PlayStation Plus game a few months ago, but it's one of those games I got a physical release, so I picked it up on the PS5. So at some point, I will sit down and check this game out. But from Tales of Iron today, we're going to listen to The Journey. This is composed by Francesco Amico.
right, so since we're still here on Labor Day weekend, um, and uh, WWE Payback, like they tuned in, caught the last couple matches, and um, one of the talents I really regret missing at WWE was Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, dude's extremely fucking entertaining, and uh, you know he had made uh, headlined the show with Seth Rollins, who I'm not a big fan of. So uh, it was really cool watching Shinsuke. Like that dude's fucking impressive. I was really really upset they didn't put the belt on him i think that would have been a good choice but um i don't know at the end of the day like just like watching like the presentation of like this dude fucking setting up his storyline and wwe did this really fucking badass like anime video like build video for the match for him and and seth and it was really fucking cool but uh his theme is is actually also really fucking cool and just like watching this dude like come to the ring and like play like an air violin with it like it's fucking cool so uh we're going to listen to Shinsuke Nakamura's WWE theme, The Rising Sun. This is composed by CFOs. <laughs>
All right, before we head out this week, again, thank you guys so much for tuning into an episode of Tales and Tunes. If you like any of the tracks you heard on today's show, if they are commercially available in some way, shape, or form, I do have links for you to purchase them in the description wherever you're listening to the show. If you have any requests, any pieces of music you'd like to share on the sh- like me to share on the show for you, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Viperstrike, V-Y-P-R-S-T-R-Y-K-E. Just send me a YouTube link with the, the uh, track you want me to share on the show. Tell me why I like it so much, and we'll share and enjoy it with you. So today we're going to go out with uh, an interesting one, and I say that because I don't typically reach for covers of, of different tracks, but uh, in this case, I want to make an exception because this cover is actually really badass. But um, I, I recently just kind of restarted watching House. Um, you know, I had watched, I think, up through season six, and then I've seen like bits and pieces of season seven and eight. I saw the finale, and uh, I was like, you know, I kind of want to sit down and just watch House again. I don't know why. I just, I really like that show, like the character a lot. Just the, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's that, the like, watching this dude work and all the weird-ass fucking shit they try to do and just, like, watching him fucking do clinics. Like, it's so stupid. But, um, so we're going to head out this week with, uh, I was going to use the, the actual theme, um, Teardrop by, by uh, Massive Attack. But as I was kind of doing some looking into it, there's a band I like called Like a Storm. They're an Australian, I think they're Australian, they might be from New Zealand. But, um... They, uh, they, they do a lot of really cool covers, and it's kind of like become their thing, is they do a lot of really good covers. And uh, there's another band that I think did music for, oh, jeez. It's either a TNA or a WWE show, but yeah, they're, they're another band that, you know, did, did a theme for a wrestling show, and that's where I initially had heard of them and kind of followed more of their music and liked a lot of their stuff, and then they kind of fell off my radar, unfortunately. So um, I was looking... Because I did have this song, and I was looking, you know, just online, and um, it turns out they did a cover of it. (laughs) So it's this really cool, um, like, Australian metal cover of Teardrop, uh, the house theme. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and I'll see you back here next Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, with another episode of Tales and Tunes.
song 